Hello and welcome to the Heads Up 7-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Silvera. Today we have an episode on horror movies. I know some of you were looking forward to the TV show this episode, and that is coming down the line, but for today we have a good conversation. Um, we had some good takes, some good opinions, a few arguments, but overall, it's good talk. We were joined by Brittany today, and we got a slight change to the show, which we'll get into in just a moment. I want to thank all of you that liked our show on Facebook and did our ratings and review on iTunes. Thanks for your support, and here's our episode. All right, we're sitting down once again to do episode three, take two. Doing a little format change this week. It's a podcast for the people and by the people. So we're listening to the people, and the people have said that Brittany needed to stay on the podcast. So we are keeping Miss Brittany D as our permanent co-host. And in a role that we will discuss in just a moment. So without further ado, hello, Brittany. Hello, Neil. How are you today? I'm not bad. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I like that you permanently named me Brittany D, so I'm Brittany just going to roll with it. Well, you got your little thing in the in the studio that says Brittany D, too, so I thought you'll own it. I know. That's so nice are you ready for the responsibilities that come along with, you know, what we're going to get into in a second? I think I'm ready. You prepped me pretty pretty well. I <laughs> know what I'm getting into. All right. Awesome. Um, today, we have our first remote guest. We have Jared Beckel. Hello, Jared. How are you doing today? What up? What up? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Not too bad. So how I know Jared is we used to work at Borders Bookstores when that used to be a thing. At Borders Bookstores, we sold books, music, coffee, knickknacks. And as part of our job, it was we had to have you know opinions and recommend books and movies and CDs to customers. So Jared had some good opinions, and I respected him for that. We were kind of were friends outside of work. Then he moved to Portland and honed in his snarkiness as any good hipster would. <laughs> so I thought he'd be good to come on this uh, show and tell me how basic my opinions are and how superior his are. So, especially on this topic, which I know he is um, an aficionado on. So, Jared, what are we talking about today? Uh, thank you for that awesome <laughs> intro. That's like the <laughs> nicest thing that anyone said about me. Well, I know, like, you post a lot about this, so I know you're, and yeah, some of the facts we we're talking about before you knew right off the bat when I was just throwing out guesses, so. Yeah, it's it's just, I have a weird encyclopedic knowledge with movies, but nothing else, so. <laughs> um, but we are talking about the top seven best horror films in our opinion. All right, what, what do you think makes a good horror film? Ooh. Um, ultimately, just that sense of dread depending on what's going on you still just something that kind of like grabs your stomach maybe makes you uneasy or just ultimately just scared of the dark or walking down a hallway with the lights off yeah so just a general fear and i know like i was looking at your list you have um you have kind of an affinity for for slasher films but i don't have slashers i think something that makes a good horror movie in my opinion is like this unspeakable grotesque like unfathomable like you couldn't even imagine like how nasty something could be or how scary it could be which so i have a lot of supernatural elements to mind because just getting stabbed is something that i think i could pretty much comprehend how sucky that would be so i kind of have these picks in there that, that do have like take it to the next level i think um what criteria did you have when you made your top seven um i kind of have a bias or not really a bias but i i my passion with horror in general is kind of slasher films and and slasher films primarily from the 80s um 
So after looking at my my list, once I made it, the majority of it is kind of geared towards that. Um, but I still did throw in a couple couple little different ones in there. Yeah, and I did respect all your picks. I don't always agree with them, but I thought they were they were decent. Um, and we'll get to what I didn't like about them. But this is a show about opinions, and so our new feature is our judge, Brittany D. And as I am every day, our guest is now going to be subject to her thoughts and opinions. So what she's going to be doing is we're going to go pick by pick, give a brief argument about each pick, and based on our argument or whatever criteria she deems worthy, she'll make a selection. She may ask us for further arguments, further evidence. We're kind of, you know, all subject to the court of Brittany. At my mercy. Yeah, are you uh, ready for that? Do you, you know, you think Oh, you I was this? like born ready. You love yeah, being judged you every day by me. <laughs> So, Jared, are you ready for this um, nonsensical judgment of my wife? Um, yeah, I, I've been divorced once, so I think I can take it. <laughs> yeah, good experience. Hopefully, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, I'll let, from now on, I'm going to let Brittany do the, kind of the, the hosting of what this list is going to be. Ooh. Take us, take us, take it away, Brittany. Okay, I'm ready. So, I think we're going to get into number seven first, which would be the obvious place to start. I have both of your choices, and I'm just going to start. So Neil chose the Babadook, and Jared chose the Thing. So I'm going to have you do a 30-second, kind of 30-second to a minute argument. So, Neil, if you would like to decide why you think the Babadook takes number seven. Oh, I'll start off on this. Okay. Um, the, I'm going to argue about why the Babadook is awesome, because I, I do respect the Thing, and I can't call Jared a complete moron for putting this on his list. The Babadook is a great modern horror movie. Um, oh, and also let me say it's properly called the Baba Book. Book. Oh Book. Embarrassing. Uh, it's a psychological horror film, you know? So it's got this issues with this mother and child. It's got issues about, if you get deeper level, about grief and tension between family members. It's got a scary and almost classic bedtime story narrative. You don't know what, what's happening is real or not. Um, it's a great movie. Thing is great too, but I, I think this is one of the better modern movies. And a fun fact that I think the judge should take in submission is that this movie was erroneously listed by Netflix as a LGBT movie. And this film does not have an LG, LGBT character. Nor, as I'm aware, I don't think it has any LGBT theme. That's so what you this think. was Yeah, so this was like... <laughs> like adopted i guess by the community as like a fun mascot for the lgbt community so super fun mascot love it Sounds i guess good. yeah and they made some fun memes with it so i think that's a fun thing about it and um you know the, the lgbt community has been having a hard year so i think uh, you know they need to win so a vote for the, this would be a vote for their community and i, I oh think that's something you take them into you know take into okay. account okay i'm gonna cut you off there i like your argument i like your points let's hear from jared about the thing all right uh, yeah, I, I can't really compete against homophobia. Um, Not but, homophobia, I'm just saying positive. Positive wasn't <laughs> for the community. Right, right, right. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet. John Carpenter directing in his prime. Probably the best uh, use of practical effects. No CGI, all puppetry. It's disgusting, like a Cronenberg film, but it still does have that supernatural element to you, you're not sure who is infected, who isn't, what's really happening. And even at the end, just like Babadook, uh, it's kind of left open to interpretation. Yeah, but I feel the thing sure. did better doing that than the Babadook did. 
I like I like that his argument was short and sweet as well. Um, hmm. Oh, he didn't put any unnecessary facts. Like he me, didn't though. put okay. unnecessary facts, and he didn't try to advocate for yours either, which I liked. <sighs> I liked as well. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to go, and I think Jared made a really good point, which swayed me in this argument, is that they didn't use CGI in the thing, which is is really true, and I totally kind of forgot about that, and that's what makes it pretty cool. I remember when they had all the dogs in the little kennel, and it was, like, turning into that thing. That's the right movie, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was right. like, that's the right movie. No, that was pretty No, we're cool. not talking about the, the 1950s thing from another place, which was based on it. We're not talking about the crappy, like, remake slash sequel they did a few years yeah. back. We're talking about the 1982, I believe. Something yeah, that like prequel that. was awful, and I was very mad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was a really good point, so I'm going to go with the thing. Oh, okay. I can understand it. <laughs> I really like that point. That was good. But anyway, so so number seven goes to Jared. Let's see who number six is going to go to. So we have Neil with the fly and then Jared with Cabin in the Woods. So let's have Neil go again and why he thinks the fly should win. Oh, you're going to have me go again first on this. Okay. I think I we should bounce it back and forth. Yeah. I was gonna, well, I started off the last one, so let's defer over to Jared. Why have a cabin in the oh, woods? Oh, we're going to do that. Okay. Well, he won, so he actually should go. Oh, right, okay. Jared. So he gets a pick. Okay. So <laughs> if I'm going to pick The Fly, um, to me, this movie is just really disgusting. It's probably the most disgusting movie I've seen uh, because, like, well, has there's gross movies, but I think this has, like, personal body horror about your body decaying. It's gross. It's got the main antagonist is also you know it's the the main hero of our story so it's got you're kind of conflicted about his his uh, emotional journey and it's personal like feeling about this movie because when i was younger i went to go watch naked gun when i was eight years old i walked into the wrong theater coming back from the uh the restroom i walked into this movie saw him decomposing all over the screen ears falling (laughs) off disgusting and i always think that this is just a frightening movie for those for those reasons Good. I like your argument. Let's hear from Jared on Cabin in the Woods. Um, I I will agree with you, Neil, that it is a very disgusting film. Uh, they played it on TNT when I was like six, and I walked in on my parents watching it. And that scene where he's like vomiting and the guy's hand is burning off, it like <laughs> oh, is yeah. still like burned into my my memory. Um, but I went with Cabin in the Woods just because. It takes all of those fun little uh, horror film cliches and tropes and kind of turns it on its head. You, the first two, uh, two acts, you're kind of like, I've seen this before. This is like an Evil Dead knockoff, etc. You got the weird, <laughs> like, foreboding redneck guy that tells them not to go there, etc. But then once you get to the third act, it's just completely beyond what you were expecting it to be. And I think that last 15 to 20 minutes of that movie is probably the most fun I've had in a theater watching it with other people uh, and with their reactions as well. Your Honor, before we make a decision, can I, can I object just briefly? Make it quick. I think that for all the reasons you argued, it's a great movie. It's fun. It's a good action movie. It's funny, um, but it's not scary. I disagree. And as the judge, I... Like I said, I disagree with that, and I'm going to actually go with Cabin in the Woods before I even get into why I didn't want the fly, but I'm going with Cabin in the Woods. All right. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> the reason is, actually, he showed me not too long ago, uh, what was it, like, the trailer for the fly or something about the fly, and it was just gross, and I wasn't about it. It was nasty. I didn't want to go there. So yeah, that's why. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was nasty, so that's why I'm going with Cabin in the Woods. 
Lo siento. Okay, so coming in at number five. Oh, this is an interesting one. So we have Neil at Evil Dead and then Jared at Friday the 13th. Objection, Your Honor. Yes. Evil Dead 2. The far superior film. I'm so sorry. Okay, so we're going with after movies. So Neil at Evil Dead 2 coming at number five and Jared at Friday the 13th part three. So let's hear from Jared on this one. All right. Well, uh, I picked this one because everyone know, <clears throat> knows Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees, hockey, mask wearing, machete wielding, inbred guy, um, killing camp counselors. But I picked this specific one, part three, um, which is my personal favorite. And I feel like it's really significant, at least to the slasher horror genre, because this is the first movie that Jason actually dons the hockey mask. Up until this point, the first one was his mother. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, the second one, he literally had a sack bag over his head with one eye hole cut out and a pitchfork. And then the third one is when we actually finally see Jason Voorhees. Like, with even now, you can ask a 10 year old, what does Jason Voorhees look like? And they're going to say, oh, he's got a hockey mask. So I had never watched the full Friday the 13th movie all the way through and I always thought that Jason started with the hockey mask and I I just learned this fact prior to this podcast a few weeks ago listening to another podcast that he didn't don that till Friday that episode. Correct. And uh, fun fact if we're throwing a little little tidbits yeah, um, that was one of the first uh, 3D movies in theaters to come since the 1950s. That is not so was it Friday the 13th part 3D? Is that how they, they advertise it? Or? Yeah, exactly. Uh, even the box sets come with 3D glasses. And uh, they were trying to like revamp the 3D because it was kind of big in the 50s with the blob and stuff. And they, uh, they tried to redo it in the 80s and it didn't really do too well because watching it without 3D glasses, it, it's kind of comical. Yeah, it's a lot sometimes. of jumping Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say Friday the 13th is not a series I'm that excited about because it's one of those, you know, the, the cliche things about the, you know, the slow but unstoppable guy coming after you. You feel like, you know, don't hide in the basement. It's one of those cliche ones. The ones, ones I always like, it's fun, but not, not my style. I like Evil Dead. I picked Evil Dead 2 because it's Three Stooges meets horror movies. It's slapstick horror. There's, you know, a scene where a guy's hand becomes possessed. He has to cut off his hand and then he dons a chainsaw as a new hand. I mean... Come on, where are you going to get that in film? It's got great use of camera, great like zooms in, up-close shots of everything. It's really fun, and it's just an enjoyable movie. And it's also it's scary, too. I mean, it's not just fun like Cabin in the Woods. There are some legitimate like jumps and scares in there, too. So I think Evil Ed 2 is a much better time. It's more inventive in a, a good way by Sam Raimi. So that's my pick at number five. I... This... This is a good one. I mean, I really liked Jared's facts. Those were super interesting, and I didn't know that he didn't get the mask until the third movie, which is crazy because I always thought that he always had the mask. Um, So that just shows you how invested I am in those movies. (laughs) But I think Evil Dead 2 has my vote in this one for all the reasons that you talked about. It was was really good. It was really funny. It was was really different from stuff I'd seen. So I'm going to go with Evil Dead 2 for number five. All right, at least I get one win in here. <laughs> you get one. You got Jared one, two, You won. <laughs> Yay. Wow, that was a good one. So should we move on to number four now? I think we should. So number four, we have Neil with Nightmare on Elm Street and Jared with The Blair Witch Project. So since Jared went first last time, I'm going to have Neil take it away on why he thinks Nightmare on Elm Street should take slot number four. 
Well, I know Jared is like has a fondness for Nightmare on Elm Street, so I'm not going to make him argue too much against it. <laughs> I do respect Blair Witch Project a bit, but to me, it's it's the start of. Before I get into why I don't like Blair Witch Project, Nightmare on Elm Street's great because it's it, it really inventive. It takes a like the thing I was saying about Friday Thirteenth, where you can just run away from him. You can't do that in Nightmare on Elm Street because he's a a villain that's going to come at you while you sleep, and everybody has to sleep. You have to do that to survive. So he is literally unstoppable coming after you. They use the element of sleep to take the supernatural effects even greater because, you know, you have altered reality. There's all different kinds of fun stuff can happen with the villain in your sleep, and it, I think the series really expanded on it. But I'm going with Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, just because it's the original star at the jump-off point. And depending on what your thoughts are of the enigma that is Johnny Depp, this <laughs> is the movie that kind of unleashed him on the major, mm-hmm. the major motion picture screen, so... Good to know. Take that however you want. <laughs> I will use that information. So that is a good argument. Let's hear from Jared on the Blair Witch Project. Uh, side note: Does Johnny Depp even speak English anymore? Like the last <laughs> interview I saw on like Letterman, he was just like, <laughs> no, yeah, he just speaks Captain Jack now. Yeah, <laughs> he's interesting. He's a character now. He used to be a great actor. You probably don't. I mean, Donnie Brasco. Come on, this guy was respectable at one point. It's no. true. He... Um. Sorry, I just went on a little tangent there. But, uh, yeah, so I, I chose the Blair Witch Project. Um, like Neil said, I probably will find out later I might like A Nightmare on Elm Street, so I can't really uh, argue against anything he said. Um, but I felt that Blair Witch Project, the original, is important because it's the first, as far as I'm aware of, found footage horror in like a mainstream uh, uh, theaters. So up until this point, it was like 96, there wasn't like huge internet spoilers like or anything like that. So it was marketed as an actual documentary of these people who were filming a documentary in the woods, investigating uh, like a folk tales of a witch and they go missing. And that's their found footage. And that was like a big deal, like people were like calling law enforcement there was just craziness going on out there and they even put out a a mini documentary about that um and i just think now with horror because there's paranormal activity 17 and all that that this one is at least the most creative and best horror uh found footage horror film those are both difficult arguments too i mean they're good arguments but as i was thinking about it more from the last time we talked about this, I don't know. I was thinking leaning more towards Blair Witch just for every, just because everything Jared said about how it was kind of the first of its type and people were freaking out, which is true. But I think if I was going to be more scared, I would be more scared of going to sleep and like having no control over that situation because you literally have to sleep. At some point, you can't run away from it. So, I mean, after some thought, I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street, actually. respectable obviously i respect that and i think jared respects that too um i mean i really like the blair witch like it was it was insane i like this but i don't like to fall asleep and have people messing with my life and stuff (laughs) so yeah it's never never a fun thing no like i just won't go in the woods or do like creepy things that could get me in bad situations but i have to sleep so i feel like if you're going to investigate a witch you know bad stuff could happen so but you know (laughs) So I'm actually going to go with Neil on number four, surprisingly. Uh, tied oh, up. Man, tied up. 
<laughs> okay, so that was a good one. So actually, number three, surprisingly, it looks like you both put the original Scream at number three. So I just want to hear a quick kind of spiel from both of you on why you think it should be number three, and then I kind of have a tiebreaker that Neil will explain a little bit more. So let's hear from, yeah, let's hear from Jared on why Scream. All should right. Well, it's uh, it's good to see that Neil has some good taste now. Um, <laughs> we got a yeah, West Craven pick twice in a row, too, so come on. Respect that's true. I, I respect that. Um, but yeah, I picked a Scream just because uh, during the mid-90s, horror was kind of at, at a standstill. It was kind of stagnant. And uh, Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven kind of made this new take on the horror genre where it took all these old boring cliches and tropes that we were like talking about earlier and completely reversing it with spoiler alert like oh there's two killers oh they're using a voice changer you know it's and it's i feel like the cleverness from that especially jamie kennedy's character randy who i like pretty much related to all throughout high school as like the geeky guy in the movies that couldn't get the girl I just thought that the the characters were were not just one dimensional. You cared for them. It was genuinely scary, and uh, I mean now anytime you see that like ghost face mask, it it's iconic. Like you know exactly what it is. Yeah, I feel like at the time, like you said, horror movies were dead. People were making fun of horror movies, and this movie took that and said, "Yeah, we're gonna make fun of we're gonna make a horror movie that also makes fun of horror movies too for all these cliche reasons, and we're gonna we're gonna spin on its head and make it fun." And in one of the big things, I mean, at the time, this movie was almost marketed as Drew Barrymore movie. She was on all the posters. And then they took this girl that you thought would be the main star of the movie, killed her in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and then after that, it was all the rules were tossed out the window. This felt new. It felt fresh. And I came back and watched this four or five times. I mean, it happened that it was the summer I turned 16. I got my license and I was a little bit older than all my friends. So we went back to this theater and watched this like four or five times. I love it. I think it's great. It's basically... All the meta stuff you see now in, in culture, it was really ahead of that time. But side note, this actually, Wes Craven did A New Nightmare prior, prior to this movie, which also had the meta thing, because A New Nightmare was about Freddy Krueger invading the cast of the movie Nightmare on Elm Street. So That's he, true. It was actually his second meta movie. I never even thought of it like that. Yeah. Good, good, good uh, pick. <laughs> oh, dang. I feel, I feel accomplished for you know putting a point that you hadn't even thought of. Wow, I'm learning so much. That's so. that's your only one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you get one. That's I'll get it. You get one. I'll go home and like think about it. Uh, well, Neil, I think actually, so since we are at this predicament, do you want to explain what happens now really quick? All right. We're going to do our first tiebreaker because we both picked the same pick. We're going to call this the quit fronting tiebreaker. So we both claim that we know what Scream's all about and we like it, but who knows the most about it? And Britain's going to give us a fact. And it's going to be something that either of us can get close to or maybe get right on the nose, and whoever's closest gets the point for this matchup. So, Brittany, without further ado, what do we got? Okay, so I had to decide something that was going to, you know, be very relevant to the movie. So I'm going with who knows the kill count in Scream. Oh, the body count for Scream, okay. Or who um, can get the closest. How much time do we have? Ten <laughs> seconds. Are you going to go scene by scene and break down the, the kills? That, that's pretty much what I'm doing in my head right now. It's yeah, like I'm doing to that in my head too. Um, I'm Ten just going to ballpark and just throw out. Uh, I mean, especially for counting the mother who dies off screen, but they, they did previously murder. You're running out of time? I'm going to say 11. 11? Okay. Jared? 
I want to say nine. I okay. could be wrong, though. I think Neil actually might be right with 11 for once. Well, you're both wrong. Wrong. But Jared is closer. So the kill count was seven kills. That's it. Seven. Seven. Uh, that probably doesn't take into account the mother, though, I'm saying. But okay. I have but a still, list Jared will be closer anyways. Oh, we have a list of each person? I have a list. All right. Well, we'll go through this later and maybe asterisk this in the, the field. But I'll yes. give this to Jared because he's by, by far closer. So... Good for you. I feel like I was going to lose that anyways. <laughs> do I, like, do I get like a prize or something? We'll yeah, see. you get um, a scream mask in the mail. It's coming towards you. That's not oh. creepy. Ghost face killer coming to you. I, I would be I so would stoked be if that happened. We'll hey, have you never to know. See. We'll have to see. So that was number three. Let's take a quick inventory. So at this point, Jared has three. Neil has two. So we're going, right? Yep. Jared has three. Neil has two. <laughs> so we're going into the second slot in the horror movie category. With Neil, he has The Shining, and Jared has A Nightmare on Elm Street. So let's hear from Neil on why The Shining should take number two. All right. Now, I obviously already argued about why Nightmare on Elm Street is great, but I love The Shining. I mean, and I'm kind of biased in this because just in general, I love Stanley Kubrick. I think he's a great director, and this film uses like his directorial skills to just draw attention out of every scene. There's a scene with Shelley Duvall that apparently a record-breaking 127 takes he took on it just to get the sense of dread out of her when she, I guess, was emotionally broken out of it. It's a tough movie to think about in that way, and it's a tough movie to watch. It's not fun. It's one of the only movies on my list I don't think is fun, other than The Fly. It's not fun either. Um, it's got great acting, obviously. It's iconic. It's got that same sense like The Babadook of family tension, and it's relevant in so many ways and it's got that supernatural element where you don't know how much of this is in his head or really happening but it's obviously all really happening it's great i love it i mean everybody loves the shining so let's tell let's hear why jared doesn't like this movie all right i might actually be one of the few people that uh doesn't even really like the shining to begin with i like the book um and i appreciate it but i it it just gets boring for me. I I don't know. I know Kubrick's a great director, but but comparing that to A Nightmare on Elm Street, um, like we've already touched on, it was Wes Craven's second major film, which put him on the spot as like a great horror director. And that whole idea of like you can't escape your dreams. Like it's gonna ha it's inevitable. Eventually you will sleep or you'll die. Either way. Either way, it sucks. If you have this creepy dude that used to be like a, well, they hinted at being a child molester, killing you in your dreams with like a knife glove, that's friggin' frightening. And so, is that, hold on, is that an actual, those aren't his fingers, that's a knife glove, right? Correct, yeah. It's something that he made when he uh, was like not able to go into dreams. He basically molested the neighborhood children. The He got off, uh, with the technicality like someone didn't sign the right warrant so he went back on the street and so the parents burned him alive yeah so it's rough being freddy uh but i just i think ultimately uh i'd pick freddy krueger in any scene than jack nicholson pushing his head through a uh, uh an axe hole in the in the door <laughs> wow um i got you pronounce that right <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a A X E A X H O L E or A X E H O L E. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, those are both some pretty good arguments, but I think Jared's was slightly more compelling, and I'm still 
slightly freaked out about the previous conversation on Nightmare on Elm Street, so I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street again. Over The Shining. Over The Shining. So I'm nice. sorry. I'm sorry. That is just, like, really terrifying. And the whole kid thing, like, that's not okay. So that's really scary. That's, like, a bad nightmare. All right. So we already know I'm losing 4-2. Let's see what I can salvage my record then. What do we oh, got? Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, okay. No, at number one, this is the number one slot. We have... The John Carpenter matchup. Mm-hmm. Neil with The Thing and Jared with Halloween. So let's hear... Who do we want to hear from first? Um... This is the finale. We're going to talk about Halloween. Okay, let's hear from Jared. All right, so Halloween is the best horror film ever. Compared to any film out there, it was the first uh, movie to kind of put you in the POV of the uh, antagonist, the serial killer, Michael Myers. Um, At least in the first one, he's stalking babysitters and killing them, but you don't know why. He, He... has a very vague backstory. Um, I, I feel like that's more frightening than something else like like the thing because it's that fear of the unknown. We all fear stuff that we don't understand. So if you're just walking down the street and this dude starts stalking you and you don't know who he is and then he ends up killing your friend, I feel like that's more frightening than, a, I don't know, like a, a dog getting split apart. <laughs> But I, I might have a weird, uh, you know, perception. <laughs> All right. Well, let me say why you're wrong. Um, obviously, these are both John Carpenter movies, and Halloween was his uh, first major break and what made him famous. But I think the thing is when he took all his skills, had a budget, and put everything into effect where he got these practical effects like he talked about earlier that are just, they're horrifying. I mean, when do you get to watch a head, a corpse's head, like break away from his body, grow legs, and walk out of the room? I mean, come on. That's that is pretty, pretty magnificent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he did this perfectly with his practical effects. He has all the psychological elements where you don't know who's real, who's not real, uh, being a human, I mean. And it's fantastic. It, uh, it, it really, I think, tr- transcended the genre of sci-fi and both horror. I mean, those are big terms, but Halloween is just... Yeah, it's the slasher film, which I'm always not a big fan of because, yeah, it is scary in that way where that can really happen to me. So I guess that is kind of horrifying in its own, but at the same time, I kind of want to have fun and I want to be transported by Hollywood cinema. And Halloween maybe is just too real for me and maybe I'm too much of a coward where I don't want to think about my real mortality and I'd rather think about this, like, um, really obscure thought about it. And um, so... Also, I'm going to throw out this really hot take that Jared's going to say is horrible, but being a fan of the supernatural genre, I'm going to ask Jared what he thinks my favorite Halloween movie is. Ooh. Um, like, as, as far as the actual Halloween series. The actual Halloween series. It's the numbered Halloween series. I feel like, because you're a crazy <laughs> person... It's going to be one of the worst takes I've ever given you your here. You're gonna say probably Halloween three season of the witch. Halloween three season of the witch, which has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah, people were so upset about that. Yes, people went to go watch the Halloween movie, and this was about a television network that was gonna broadcast a film that turned people into pumpkins and all kinds of weird creatures. It was completely obscure, completely wacky, um, and had nothing to do with the series. But I, I love it in its own corny way. I can respect that. 
that kind of makes you more hipsterish than than me with uh oh does it really uh, is that like an underground film i don't know that has respect kind of it do, it has like a minor cult following because like only a small group of people like that one and it, everyone else that likes the <laughs> halloween series just kind of craps all over it <laughs> yeah a guy with a knife doesn't scare me tv waves are going to turn me into a pumpkin that scares me oh my god yeah i don't i don't want worms to fall on my face that'd be awful <laughs> yeah rot sucks well as, as you know by my pick of the fly you know i, I, I hate rotting so all right Brittany, what do you think about our I kind of got off topic, but what do you think about the Halloween versus Halloween? You, like, hijacked my judgment, but I'll let it go. Um, ugh, this is, like, difficult. I feel like Halloween, like you both said, it's kind of realistic in a scary way. Like, I feel like people could follow me home and murder me, which isn't fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good thought. The thing, like, I already expressed my, my like for it. Um, <sighs> I feel like I'm gonna go with the thing. Okay, respectable. So I still lose, but I lose four to three. <laughs> yeah, I'll you take lost, it. lost. Well, never mind. <laughs> you did. Hey, as long bad. as I was close with my horror aficionado friend Jared, then I will take that as you know, a semi win for me. You, you always will be. Your your taste <laughs> is a lot better than I was uh, expecting. Oh, I, thought yeah. you, I thought you were gonna say you like uh, like The Ring is the scariest movie oh, ever seen. Oh, or okay. So saying that, let's get into our honorable mentions, and I will throw out the <laughs> aforementioned it's in there. It's in the English. Ring. I almost had The Ring on my list, number seven. That I replaced by the Babadook. I thought The Ring was great. I don't want to get into why I liked The Ring, but I thought it was great. It had some good jumps, good scares. I don't know, and it I don't know, it was creepy to me. I'm also gonna go with Jaws. I watched Jaws as what a kid, and you know the scene of the guy getting like is intestines falling out watching that on network or on cable tv it was kind of traumatizing and i'm going with the other one i think is a great movie is let the right one in but i didn't really think it was that scary because i never felt like the uh the main kid in the story was ever in danger it was just more like twilight is horror which is not even though it's about vampires it's not really a horror movie in my estimation do you think yeah. twilight was in the category of horror movies well no the same way i'm saying in right one <laughs> I mean, is, it's just pretty awful you, yeah just because you have vampires in a movie doesn't <laughs> make it a horror movie <laughs> So, Jared, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, yeah, I'm actually going to agree. Jaws, uh, still to this day, is a frightening movie. Like, I didn't want to go swimming for, like, a month. That scene where the kid gets killed, and that was, like, the first movie that I saw as a kid going, oh, man, kids die too? You know? Um, yeah. So, and The Ring was pretty good. I, I give it more flack than it you know, it deserves, but, um, another honorable mention, definitely let the right one in the, uh, the Swedish version. That, yes, that's a that's great what movie. About, but... right, yeah. Not, not, uh, let me in. I think it's the American version. Yeah. And I, I, um, was going back and forth too. Cause I was thinking that putting that on my list, but I was thinking like, is it more supernatural and not necessarily horror? Yeah. I didn't feel any scared for them. Yeah. I felt like she was her, his protector and it wasn't really scary in the movie. And uh, one thing that I'm surprised neither one of us uh, touched on was just zombie movies. So yeah, I, I really like Dawn of the Dead from Romero, and I really like Return of the Living Dead. Dawn of the Living Dead because it's a satire on the 80s mall culture, and then uh, Return of the Living Dead because that's when like the whole zombies could actually kind of talk and like go brains and yeah the movies had more social commentary than i think the majority of, of uh 
<laughs> not humans, Americans actually realize. And but um, I, I had like twenty eight days later because that was one that first introduced us to the fast moving zombies, where people said you could just run away from a zombie. Uh, now you can't. Yeah, that that was actually pretty great too. Brittany, um, is there any ones that you think were stupid for not having on our list? Well, I am obviously not like a horror aficionado, but there's a couple that I was surprised. Or probably not. They're probably not that great. But some that were on my list was The Others. I thought that one was kind of creepy. That was creepy. I liked that one. Yeah, For like that maybe a, different that was... reasons. Maybe it wasn't so scary, but that was a pretty twist, like a suspenseful one that yeah. I watched. And then, I don't know, this one's dumb. Like, I know it's not a good movie, but the Amityville Horror, I don't know why. It's going to be like three days to watch it. Oh, wait, no. which, which one? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. I've Are seen... you going to Ryan Reynolds? I mean, kind of slightly, but both of them were scary. Ooh, the Ryan Reynolds one is so bad. It was bad, but I actually, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I don't know which version I was watching, but they terrified me. I don't know why it took me like three days to watch. We need a Deadpool versus the Amityville House movie now, crossover. (laughs) What Deadpool would do if, you know, (laughs) he had to face those ghosts, but... That'd be amazing. (laughs) But I digress. Call Marvel. Um, Marvel. Yeah, call Marvel, who's going to own Sony now, or they're going to own Fox and, and Disney and everything now. It's all going to be Marvel. We can we can make it happen. Disney Sweet. might not let it happen, but whatever. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Anything worth Marvel? Anything you feel time. like we didn't cover today? Me? No, like I said, I most horror movies I half watch anyway, just because I'm scared. Um, but I feel like Jared knows his stuff, and you know your stuff like 80 percent though it's a good it's good to hear both of your sides all right jerry well it's great to have you on today and we uh we respect uh, your opinions and we're you know happy to have you yeah thanks for uh thanks for letting me come on uh despite the previous day's technical difficulties <laughs> um and anytime you want me to make fun of your uh your movie taste i'm totally down talk to you later man bye all right thanks, thanks guys Jared. bye-bye Alright, so that was my podcast with Jared. We talked about horror movies. I mean, we had some similar opinions, but I feel like we disagreed in parts, and it was a fairly good conversation. Brittany helped to keep us in line and made some tough judgments on us, so that was fun. If you're liking the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. We could use all the rate and reviews right now. We're a young podcast, and if you get enough of them, Apple helps boost us, so we appreciate that for sure. If you have any comments on the episode, if you want to tell us about your favorite horror movies or what you thought we got wrong, go ahead and comment on the message board on our website or on our Facebook page. And thanks for listening, and as always, keep it crispy, guys.